Radio listener. It is 6 o'clock. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of hour. I'm like, what is, uh, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening right now? Uh, we were just listening to the JW Megawag Hour. That was amazing. It was two hours with Sunk. They just dropped their new album today. You should find them. You should look for them on Bandcamp and everywhere else. Their new album, Bedcat is out get it support them local band super amazing playing in the fills also here tonight to be judges for the comedy contest yeah yeah it's a comedy contest so we have well actually we have more than 18 um but we have a ton of comics that are all excited to perform for you if you are um a real person with a soul, not a soulless monster that eats stage time. Uh, you get to vote for your favorite five comedians of the night, whatever that means, and turn them in. And then those five comedians, when I tally up all the votes, they get to be booked on a Mutiny Radio Presents comedy show where they it's a paid and they get food and drink. And, and Except at Bar Dolores, they just drink. But, you know, it's a bar. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the same thing. It's two drinks. It's fun. Uh, but, yeah, I'm really excited. And we've got... Um, audience and if you if you are audience people there's paper at the front and there's pens at the front and you just grab those and you can take notes or put stars or what else and I'm uh, super excited our first comedian uh, he let me know earlier he signed up first but he was caught at work which seems to be a thing that happened today because we're going into like a 17 day weekend it's gonna be crazy 72 day weekend it's 4th of July things are gonna explode don't lose a finger so our, our first our first comedian Ray isn't here which means that it would be Ian Langland's turn but Ian are you here yeah. oh you are do you want to go up first or do you want me to warm up real quick I can warm them up. All right, here we go. I'm going to do some jokes and warm them up. Yay! All right, is this the right is this the right one? Oh, I should turn that up too. This needs to come up. So, we're super analog here. It's like um, oh, where's my stick? Aha! Um, I have this big stick that I use to make. Yeah, I've got a huge stick. It's funny. My clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. That's, that's a truth. That's a true statement. Uh, no, and actually, it's crazy. People are like, oh, what about your dick? What about your dick? You know, clits are just tiny dicks, guys. Clits are just tiny dicks. They're exactly the same thing in utero until like 18 weeks or something, and then Balls descend and dicks come out. I don't know what happens. I don't really understand science, but I do know that there's the same amount of nerve endings in an entire dick as in a tiny clit. So that makes us better. Yay! <laughs> I didn't want to talk about that. I wanted to talk about how uh, San Francisco needs to adopt a new mascot. And I've decided that that mascot should be Peter Pan. Right? <laughs> Here's the thing about Peter Pan. He says you don't have to grow up. It's San Francisco. You don't have to grow up here. This is metaphorical as well as real. You don't have to grow up here, but you also don't have to grow up here. There's like a bar on every corner, and I can drink, yeah! Also, Peter Pan was the first bisexual, bi-gender, polyamorous character written in 1904, right? Bi-gender in 1911 turned into a stage play, played usually by a woman. Yes, by gender. 
obviously bisexual, I mean the Lost Boys, but clearly, clearly polyamorous and so progressive. He has a girlfriend, Tiger Lily. Interracial relationship, 1904, Tiger Lily? A nice Native American girl? And, man, she's into some SM fetish play, baby. Like, she gets kidnapped by pirates, tied up. Yeah? And then Peter Pan comes and saves her. He flies and he saves her. How? Because one of his special abilities besides flying, sword play. <laughs> Clearly a euphemism for having a huge cock, right? <laughs> so he's like going into sword play, SM stuff, she's tied up. SM, Smee, Smee has a peg leg, there's pegging happening, bisexual. His second, his second girlfriend, Wendy, he's got a blonde bitch at home playing mommy. She's making dinner for the kids. She's darning socks. Second wife, eyes down, side bitch. Come on. <laughs> Progressive, woke, woke Peter Pan. His third girlfriend, his third girlfriend is a fairy. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. There's some, there's some fantasy stuff. He lives on a space island. Second star to the right, straight on till morning. He is, he's a bi, and I, I think that we should adopt him. Here's more, there's more. Mermaids, there's mermaids under the sea. His, uh, he's making out with mermaids. Also like his other special gift is that he can do mimicry or he can do voices, which means he's good with his mouth. I don't know anybody who's tried cunnilingus on a mermaid. Like, I don't even know if mermaids have a vagina. Like, what is, what is that about? Do mermaids have a vagina? Does anybody know? Do unicorns have a dick or just a horn? I don't, I don't know. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. I, the only reason I'm doing that Peter Pan stuff is that I, I have a debate on Tuesday where I have to debate who's better, Peter Pan or Peter Parker. So what I'm going to say is Peter Parker is a cisgendered, straight guy who's like, ooh, all cut up over two women. Ooh, is it Mary Jane or the other girl with red hair? Ooh, blah, blah, blah. How boring, how prude. Peter Parker's a prude. Peter Pan, named after the god Pan, who had a buddy who was a goat fawn person. <laughs> so like, so sexually progressive. And Peter Parker, how boring. Like the only cool thing about Spider-Man is I hope when he's jacking off in the closet, right? That there's like a special spider web jizz that comes out that's like big and rope-like so that he can hang himself and do some autoerotic asphyxiation and that, uh, I don't want Aunt May to find me. Uh. Okay, am I going to win this or what? Like the thing is on Tuesday. Thank you. Okay. That, you feel warm now. That's good. I just want to keep running that Peter Pan material because Tuesday nights at Milk Bar is hate debate, hates debates. And it's run by Carter Marshall, and it's a great show. And um, comedians debate each other. And it's so, again, I got Peter Pan versus Peter Parker. I'm going to wipe the floor with Hayden Christensen. Ha 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 ha. Okay. <laughs> no one knows who that is, but I'm going to do it. All right. We've got. <laughs> We've got a great show. If anybody's worried about like sickness or whatever, I've got plastic bags and hand sanitizer, and um, I've got more microphones if you want to switch them out. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Like if you feel comfortable, and everybody knows the no duck rule, so we're all good. Uh, let's remember. Also, it's a contest, so if you're a real person, you've got paper and pens. Here's paper and pens, and you're gonna vote for your five favorite comedians of the night. Your first one's coming up right now. What a doll! What a joy! What a wonderment! Uh, he's a young man. He's very funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland. Yeah. 
L'chaim. Okay. I'm a joy and a wonder, remember that? Because I'm probably about to change your mind. Okay. Keep it going for Pam, honestly. Wasn't that great? Peter Pan, that's wonderful. She has a morbid uh, sense of humor, but God bless her, right? Um, are you guys, so you guys know about that, um, I guess it's a stereotype, but it's like people buy dogs that look like them. You see it all the time. Once you see it once, you see it all the time. If I were to buy a dog, I'd buy a greyhound or a bulimic golden retriever if we were going to, you know, keep within that frame. Um, but I, I noticed that, and then when I, w when I started driving uh, a year or two ago, I noticed that the same thing applies for cars. That people buy cars that fit their personality perfectly. You once you see it once, you you're never going to stop seeing it. Like I swear to God, so people that work in tech, they get Priuses and Teslas. That's what happens. People that love granola and Birkenstocks and hiking are either lesbian or Subaru drivers. <laughs> or both. Or both. And then if you drive a Ford F-150 that you yourself customized, you do have a small penis. That is the rule. That's got a 100% pass rate, I swear to God. If you have a souped-up car and you rev it at a red light to scare people, you are the worst person on earth, I swear to God. Don't like those people. And the last one, you know what? I, and if you got a Kia Soul, you are the worst person. You're worse than the Ford F-150. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Unless you never saw the car before buying it, why are you getting a Kia Soul? <laughs> who's, who's like, I got to drive this Rubik's Cube around? This is the best looking. What, what do you, and don't tell me it's like the mileage or some shit. Okay? I don't know what it is, but if you got that car, you definitely emotionally abuse your spouse. That's all I know. <laughs> No, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I really offended the Kia Soul community. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so so I was driving and I th this th this thing happened. It worked. I noticed someone that was driving a car perfect to their personality. He was dri it was a PT Cruiser first of all. <laughs> Don't even get me started. PT Cruiser, both the brake lights were out. He was driving on the center of the highway, <laughs> of a two-lane highway. I, I eventually passed by him. He was had a shaved head. He didn't have a back to the seat. He was wearing a tank top. He had a gun tattooed on his face, and he was smoking a cigar. Like, of course. Like, there was no universe where that guy wasn't driving that car. He was put on this earth just to drive that freaking car. <laughs> So I was like, okay, you know, do your thing. God bless, right? Um, and, and not only does it match the personality to the car, but it's the way they drive, too. It also goes to the way they drive. And this is where I'm going to lose you, but stay with me. <laughs> I was on the freeway. I was on the freeway, and I was driving, and in the fast lane, there was this, all, all the traffic was in the fast lane. There were co cars honking, zooming around, and at the front of the car, was the driver, and I noticed the driver was overweight. And, uh, hold on, the driver was overweight, and I'm perplexed by that, because if you are limited physically in everything you do, and wouldn't you finally want to go as fast as you can when you get into a car? I don't know, but I it's always either an overweight person or a handicapped person. And again, that doesn't make any sense. If you had limited mobility in your legs, you wouldn't drive handicapped, right? You guys ever seen Avatar? You know the guy in the wheelchair? He gets into the avatar body and he's like, I'm free, I'm free. And he's like running. That's what I would do if I was in a car and I was on the planet avatar. Is that what I was saying? No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, how much time do I got, Pam? 
One minute. Uh, I'll do it on. I'll end on this. I uh, I went to a costume party the other day, and oh my god, that's the worst thing in the world. Uh, you know how much like I'm I'm like an introvert naturally, and you know how much emotional and mental power it takes for me to go to a party, especially with strangers. And now I gotta fucking dress up, and it's July. <laughs> Good God, have mercy on my soul. I didn't even. My girlfriend was like, "We have to go. We have to go." And I was like. Fuck, dude. Can we just keep parties simple? We don't need to do anything. I went to this other party one time. It was no cups allowed. So people had like pans and bowls and stuff. Oh, no. I don't want to do that. Uh, I already look fucking stupid. I'm sitting there with a pan. I'm like, yeah, I'm not having a good time. No, I'm fucking not. All right. Thank you very much. I'm Ian. Ian Langlands, number one. Number one in my heart. I want to do that now. No, a no cup party. Everyone drinking out of dog bowls, <laughs> like champagne from shoes and dog bowls. That's it. That's what our party is now. Uh, your next comedian. He is a party in a bottle, in a basket, delivered to your house. Put your hands together, everybody, for number two, Brady Pearson. Hello, children of Earth. How are we today? What's going on? So how's everyone's pride? Did anyone else suck a lot of dick too? Yeah. Did you? That was you. Was I saw you there? That wasn't you. Are you sure? I don't know, man. I mean, you look kind of familiar. Oh, is he with you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Really, hi everybody. It's so good to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so exciting. I mean, even though pride is over, we still have to do the workout, right? Because, well, you know, I'm. There's an orgy this weekend, as you know, as as there are. It is San Francisco, so you know. I'm, of course, I'm going to the gym, right? I'm, you know, just trying to get all of the moves right. You know, trying to get a really strong back. You know what I mean? And just kind of just really get that. And then you know, you kind of really want to get that squat in. You want to make sure you can get as low as mm, possible. Oh, that's well, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah, I got excited. You know, and unfortunately, though, I think I might be out of out of the out of the game this week because, well, ladies and gentlemen, and so I feel really close to you, so I feel like I can tell you this. You know, has anyone here ever, you know, like um, gotten the clap? Anybody? You? Of course, it was you. <laughs> right? Has anyone here had it? Okay, if you haven't, it's like when your best friend turns into the demon you hate the most. Okay, you're sitting there, and, you're, and this thing is with you. It's your best friend. It's walking with you, and all of a sudden, you know it's about to do you dirty. <laughs> you're like, whoa, God, gee, huh? <laughs> my God. And it's not like sex. It's not like that, unfortunately. And, you know, like, I was so moved by my experience that um, I wrote a song about it. And I kind of wanted to share it with you guys tonight. If And I had to look at it because I did just write it, but... Do you mind if I share it with y'all? Okay. Okay. This song is called Crotch on Fire. <laughs> it's just my crotch and it's on fire. Hotter than a Krispy Kreme. Oh my God, tell me it's just a dream. Started with a burn, now it's on fire. It's it's filled with pus, you see. I'm begging for delivery. Oh, no. It's really bringing me down. Because it's burning right now. Oh, it's got me screaming out loud. Because it's not cooling down. 
This crotch is on fire. This crotch is on fire. My crotch is on fire. My crotch is on fire. Thank you. We got one more, got one more, got one more. Look at this dick, it's so inflamed. So hot it burns my eyes. Please look the other way. I can try, but I'll never forget the pain. I shouldn't have topped that queen. Now my dick's turned green. Oh, oh, oh. it's really bringing me down. Cause it could not cooling down. Oh, 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 oh. I'm screaming out loud. Because it's burning right now. Thank you. Yay! Yay, Brady Pearson. This crotch is on fire. Are you sure you didn't write that about menopause? Yay, Brady Pearson! I could have sworn that was a menopause song. Uh, I can cook eggs in my crotch at night. I, I can boil eggs in there, so I'm sweating so much. There's enough liquid and enough heat. <laughs> to poach eggs in my crotch at night. That's what's happening. Uh, one of our audience members, you never gave anyone the memo. Did you give anyone the memo about menopause? You didn't, did you? Did you tell anyone? Did you just keep it quiet? You just, yeah, you did. You were part of the pro No, I had no idea. All of you knew. All of you have known for years, and none of you told me. It's okay. It's okay. I'm living it now. I've already had two hot flashes, and it's only 17 minutes into the show. You're next. <laughs> Your next comedian, uh, he's hilarious guy. Put your hands together for Dan. Yay! It's my favorite out of all of Prince's songs that he ends with. It's just like, <laughs> it's like we're kind of at the outro. And he's ready to come. All right, Prince. All right, this night's just getting started. Do you guys think that porn stars get to go to the parent-teacher conferences at their kids' schools? <laughs> or like career day? <laughs> Thanks, Justin's dad. Everybody, he's a firefighter. <laughs> Trevor, where's your mom? Oh, she's running a little late. Sorry I was light. I was sucking dick. <laughs> now, children. If you really want to make it in this business, you got to start young, develop an eating disorder, and a really dangerous drug and alcohol habit. <laughs> you got to practice sucking dick. Any questions? <laughs> I ain't leaving. <laughs> you can't tell me to leave. My son goes here. Trying it out, trying it out. So uh, when I was a kid, I found out that one of my friend's moms had a celebrity crush on Gordon Ramsay, of all people. Okay, okay. So we were over at his house. We're watching Hell's Kitchen. It's Tuesday. His mom starts touching her hair. She goes, wow, Chef Gordon, what a man. <laughs> it's like, what about this guy is turning you on right now? Ladies, this guy has been a chef his entire life. He's got one of the most informed palates that mankind has ever known. Can you imagine having sex with this guy? <laughs> and he starts going down on you, and he comes up for air like, bleh, bleh. 
Your pussy tastes like crap. What did you season this with? You can laugh, it's fucking hilarious. I'd rather eat a burnt scallop. Do you guys hear that they're remaking all of the, uh, the original Star Wars trilogy? Yeah, yeah, they're for diversity. They're remaking the whole thing. So if anyone in here secretly works for Disney, just do me one favor. Please cast Joe Pesci in this fucking film. <laughs> I want to see him play Han Solo and just be like, Jabba the Hutt, you stupid worm-looking motherfucker, you! The Emperor was a creepy guy in retrospect, huh? Can you imagine trying to wingman for him at a club? Darth Vader, look at the ass on that! <laughs> Which one? The blonde one, sitting by the bar in the cheetah dress. <laughs> she is a brick house. <laughs> Let us go say hello. Hello, young lady. You look thirsty. <laughs> you mind if I buy you a beverage? No, I'm good. Thank you. Why don't I take you for a ride on my new Star Destroyer? No, really, I'm good. Thank you. Darth Vader's like, you should talk to my friend. He's a really good guy. <laughs> really intelligent, really successful man. Great heart, great heart. Anyway, my name's Dan Britton. Thank you, guys. Good night. Yay! Dan Britton, everyone. Number three. Yay! All right. Yeah, Brick House, baby. I, I'm Star Wars, right? Lots of voices, fun times. Uh, your next comedian, he just got off the biggest month of gay pride ever. Put your hands together, everybody, for number four, Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Hello! My name is Peter. My pronouns are gay and sad. I gave Brady the clap. Uh... Pam, I feel like I could pull off a really good Peter Pan because I, too, love a good sword fight, and I definitely have dated a fairy. <laughs> yeah, and the, f and, and the fairy weirdly sounded like the porn star impersonation, like, you need to learn how to suck a dick. <laughs> Just call me Tinkerbell. Uh, I also, Ian, support your theory that the vehicle takes after the person. I ride around on a pink tricycle with a wicker basket and streamers on the side. <laughs> yes, happy Gay Pride Month, everyone! <laughs> yes, as Pam mentioned, for the entire month of June, I was like, Pam, it is Gay Pride Month. I need to be in all of your shows. Otherwise, it is a hate crime. And uh, now that that's over, I'm back to having to earn my stage time. And uh, yeah, um, just know, audience members, I will suck your dick for stage time. <laughs> yeah, there are people who are more deserving, funnier of that responsibility. And I literally just pull the comedic equivalent of being like, move, I'm gay! Uh, yes, Pride Month sucked a lot of dicks. You know who else is probably sucking a lot of dicks right now? Did y'all see that that NFL player came out of the closet last week? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Did you see the army of homosexuals chasing after him on Instagram? Like, that guy must be spiking buttholes in the end zone. <laughs> and to be clear, none of us knew who this guy was before, okay? We did not find out who this man was until he's like, hmm, I'm a top. <laughs> like, the, th like, gays don't watch sports. And I understand that football is probably one we should keep our eye on because it is a contact sport with ball and pigskin, and we like those attributes. <laughs> but, yeah, it says a lot about how shallow we are that uh, the second we realize there's a gay man who's tall, hot, and has a lot of money, we're like, you score a home run, girlfriend. <laughs> yes, goal. Uh, here's a question for you. How many more Princess Diana movies do we need? <laughs> now, because there was that season of The Crown, and then there was that Netflix documentary at the exact same fucking time, because God forbid we spaced that out nicely. And now there's going to be a Princess Diana movie starring Kristen Stewart? <laughs> yeah, like, is Princess Di going to blow a werewolf? <laughs> like, is this like the time they did Abe Lincoln versus the Vampire Hunters? Like, who dropped acid and thought of this? All right, I got the honk, so I'm going to leave you with this. Underneath this outfit, I am wearing a Waffle House shirt. <laughs> because... I like my hash browns the same way I like my men. I like them smothered, gagged, and punished. <laughs> That's my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer, comedian number four. I will suck your dick for the vote! Yay! Yay! Number four, Peter Struckmeyer. Remember, audience, you're choosing your five favorite comics of the night. I think we have 20, and we're moving right along with these four-minute sets. Your next comedian... What a lovely, the last time he was here two weeks ago, he was wearing the cutest outfit. It was just darling. Uh, but he's a very funny young man. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Mig. Yay! Uh, thanks, Pam. Now I have to live up to the fact that I'm in a t-shirt and jeans and I look boring as hell. Way to lead up. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Speaking of looking cute, is the beard working? I, I need to know. Pam likes it. Anyone else? Okay. All right. It's going to get shaven into a stash because I work at a pizza shop now, and I need to look as porny as possible. Speaking of porny, though, uh, in response to Dan, there was a father in my elementary school class who was a very successful porn producer. I didn't know it at the time, but he really, he really does look like a porn producer, and you know he looks like a porn producer because... In high school, when my father says, yeah, you know, one of the fathers in your elementary school class was a porn producer, I said, oh, Harlan? <laughs> <laughs> Looked like a porn producer for sure. Anyways, um, I made some cookies for my coworker's birthday, but I have leftovers, so now you all get them. Uh, yeah. Buying your cheers. I won't suck your dick, but I will give you cookies. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you're allergic to nuts, you should die. That's not a threat. It's just that my cookies are that good. Like, not, not to smoke, smoke my own dick, but like, you should eat them anyways. They're, they're really good. Any, anyone else had a bit of a wild week? 
my yeah yeah my week's been my week's been wild i think the world had been a wild week one light spot though was uh donald rumsfeld finally gets to experience the known unknown how <laughs> lovely for that that joke wasn't gonna land but i needed it that was for me not for you now some stuff for you maybe i don't know what you like i think we need some group bonding i don't know i think you all need to bond a little bit one bonding question I was asked once that I thought was really just really good was, when was the last time you cried in public? Where was it? How was it? Was it a good cry? I'm not going to ask you all that. I don't need your shame. That's what the comics are here for. We're here, we're here to expose our sadness to you. No. What I'm going to ask you is, when was the last time you shat yourself? <laughs> Anyone? Anyone brave enough to share? Oh, you, you've got one. You, you want to? visit and uh, they wanted to put me in a cab and I said no I can take the subway I live in Brooklyn and I got out of the blue and gold bar and I sat on the platform there all right <laughs> that's one way to live were they your keys all right yeah. I know I found I found that when I made the decision recently to make all my decisions based on a magic eight ball. It really improved my success with that. You know, don't go don't go unless it says it's time. <laughs> but it, it it's been a success overall the experiment. You know, I got a date over it uh, out of it with a with a total fox. You see, I was fox hunting with the lads. And I spotted this, this beautiful ginger in the underbrush. And I asked the Magic 8-Ball, should I go for it? And the, the, the Magic 8-Ball said, signs point to yes. <laughs> and well, that's good enough for me. Anyways, long story short, somebody's got rabies. <laughs> Thank you. He's got rabies! Clap your hands together and cookies. Put your hands together. All the IES. Max Mig, yay! Max Miggies! All the IES. Cookies, rabies. Yay! All right. Your next comedian, uh, he runs a bunch of shows in San Francisco, and he's super funny. You're going to love him. He's number six. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans! Yay! Thank you. Thank you. All right. I have not prepared, so we're just going to fucking wing it and see what happens, right? I've got literally one joke that we'll start with. Um, you guys uh, do drugs? Do we all have done drugs? Yeah? This is it's Mutiny Radio, fucking obviously. Uh, I mean, the room is built out of cocaine. It is. Take a bite off the wall. See what happens. Um, yeah, not everybody does, and I find people that don't do drugs don't really understand how they work. They say a lot of dumb things about drugs. My old roommate was like this. She would constantly compare things to drugs that she didn't understand. She would like come home from dinner and be like, oh, my God, Kelly, I had this cheesecake, and it is my cocaine. I just can't stop. I can't stop. No, 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 no. It's so good. Okay, that's interesting, Stacy, because um, I've never uh, – texted eight different people at midnight for cheesecake, you know? <laughs> I'm not eating cheesecake in the bathroom with strangers, you know? I'm just saying. They're very different. 
They're very different. Cool. We're on a fucking roll. Let's do it. I'm excited. Um, capitalism. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, we took a real shift there in tone. Um, no, I I like to talk. I'm not like a political comic, but I do like have thoughts. Um, they're not smart, but I have them. I did. I, there's a lot of like debate going on right now, and like I I like capitalism. I don't think you know I, there's problems with it. Obviously, the problems are this: is like capitalism is uh, supplies you uh, what we demand, and uh, we demand dumb shit. We demand such dumb shit. We're like, I need a pillow that's like so small you can't use it and has flowers on it, and I'm never actually gonna use it. I need 16 of those. Can I get those, please? I would like a Swiffer. Yeah, sure, I could use a mop, but I don't have a bucket, and it's wet and fucking gross. And <laughs> but I need it now. I demand it. Healthcare? Nah, I'm good. I'm all right. That's fine. <laughs> I guess. I don't. Whatever. You know? Oh, I don't know. Um, what else are we talking about? Uh, oh, here's a fun story. So uh, I was telling somebody last night when I was uh, when I was 18, fresh. Let's just pretend it was more recent than it actually was because I feel bad about being older. Um, when I was 18, I got pulled over with some friends on my way to Austin. I'm from Texas, and uh, we got pulled over by a state trooper, which are notoriously fucking assholes. So I'm like, basically, the way it happened is uh, we were really uh, awesome and decided we're gonna like smoke a blunt, you know? And uh, fuck yeah, you know who blunts? Yeah, we're fans. We covered this earlier. We're fans of drugs here, and. Uh, so we're smoking a blunt. I'm in a truck. There's three of us side by side. And I look in my rearview mirror. And I'm like, huh, that looks like a, and fucking lights immediately go on. I'm like, that's a cop. Okay. And well, we decided to roll the windows all the way up because, you know, you want a fucking hot box because you're 18 and an idiot. And um, I'm looking at you because I feel like you relate the most. <laughs> like, we're bonding over this. Anyway. <laughs> So I, I, I yell over to the guy. I'm like, roll the window down. And uh, we get pulled over. And then uh, I open my window. And it's when I noticed uh, he didn't roll the window down. So <laughs> there's just weed smoke billowing into this cop's face. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you come to the back? I was like, yeah, all right. Um, and then he, uh, he asked me what was going on. I got to make this quick. Uh, he asked me uh, what the smell was. And I was like, what smell? And that's not. <laughs> Don't do that, because they know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I, uh, he's like, you know, easy, hard way, whatever. He's like, show me where it is, and uh, I show him uh, the blunt, and uh, then he's like, all of it. I'm like, fuck, these cops are smart. These are <laughs> and then uh, he took the weed, and uh, he let me go. Yeah, he let, <laughs> nah, he fucking arrested me. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, I definitely went to jail. Anyway, that's my time. Thank you very much. Kelly Evans, everyone. Oh, I thought that was going to be a charming story of, like, uh, white privilege. <laughs> and he got arrested. Uh, all right. That was lovely. Uh, that was number six. <laughs> that was number six. Getting stuck to it by the white man to the white man. That was Kelly Evans, number six. All right, number seven. She won this uh, two weeks ago, and I'm excited to see her on a show super soon. Clap your hands together right now for number seven, Denise Lee. Yay! So, I saw a used diaper on the sidewalk today, uh, casual, usually just a Tuesday in the Tenderloin, but uh, in the marina? So... 
As a city, I think we can agree that we've reached an all-time low where even in the whitest neighborhood in San Francisco, uh, it's like level 32 of an arcade game. You still got to frogger your way through all these fecal obstacles just to go to Safeway. Um, I'm going to be serious for a minute. Uh, the socioeconomic disparity in the city just keeps growing. You can tell uh, all these white people or people who think they're white <laughs> moving here, using words like socioeconomic disparity <laughs> completely unnecessarily in everyday conversation. Um, and when people ask me about my day job and I say I work in tech, people get all fired up about it. They're like, Oh, so you're the one gentrifying the city with your artisan bread and fancy sneakers made out of sheep wool and uh, organic recycled plastic. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wish I made enough money to be part of this gentrification squad. Like, I work in tech with the call center. Like... That is literally the lowest rung on the corporate career ladder. Like, I'm not the problem here. Like, go talk to that guy over there <laughs> with, with his Patagonia vest and his venti caramel frappuccino from Starbucks. That's a joke, by the way. Techies don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> We're not suburban housewives who go to coffee chains. Um, we like our coffee from local establishments uh, with a minimalist logo, um, exposed wood interiors, and sourced from a female Vietnamese farmer um, who harvests her beans under the light of a full moon. Um, I don't think I'm a completely terrible person, though. Like, I do charity work, um, like telling people when the tag is sticking out of their shirts or not posting my Spotify 2020 wrapped playlist on social media because absolutely nobody cares. Um, and I donate uh, a lot of my disposable cash uh, specifically to the Save the Children Foundation, completely against my will. Uh, <laughs> I'm an introvert. Uh, I, I know it's hard to believe, um, but unfortunately, I also have this uh, earnest, people-pleasing aura about me uh, that makes me the prime target for those Save the Children street people who like target you at the crosswalks and guilt trip you into donating money. And I'm just like, you know what? Take my left kidney, take all my money, let's just end this interaction. <laughs> Um, but, you know, no matter what I do, I just can't get rid of this, uh, this public library volunteer, like, friendly aesthetic that I have going on. Um, I mean, in retrospect, it's not that bad, right? Like, I think I could be a model for the cover of a McGraw-Hill biology textbook. <laughs> responsibly ready to educate about how the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Uh, some of you not laughing or look a little confused. Uh, it's okay. 
to forget about what the mitochondria is. Uh, just see me after class. We'll do a little one-on-one -on -one tutoring, uh, maybe talk about the smooth and rough endoplasmic reticulum. Like, <laughs> is, it, is it biology or is it a sex position? Like, we'll, we'll just have to wait to find out. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Hey, Denise Lee. <laughs> Surprise, she knows science. That was great. Uh, I just like to remind people that uh, Mutiny Radio is an all-ages place, but she is not 12. <laughs> she's, I'm sure she's an adult. You look, you look, I'm sorry, that's why you're on the front of a McGraw-Hill thing. You actually look like you could be in junior high, like with the glasses on and being like, I'm trying a Bunsen burner for the first time. <laughs> like, don't blow up Mutiny Radio. Uh, she's very funny. Clap it up again for Denise Lee. Yay! Yay! We are in a Lee Rock block right now. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together for number eight. It's Lee Stewart. Yay! I'm very excited to be here, as you can probably tell. Let me get out my book. I swear I'm not cheating. This will just go better for all of us if I stick to the script. So, uh... You know, the pan pandemic's been pretty wild for all of us, I'm sure, you know, and I found myself as an unemployed white male. Unemployed, I mean, not employed at all. Um, watching a lot of TV or streaming content, as the kids call it. That's what you guys call it? Yeah? Okay. I still have cable. <laughs> um, and with cable comes a lot of ads. You know, you get a lot of commercials, and there's all these shows. It's hard to keep up, even in a pandemic. Like, you guys heard of this show called The Good Doctor? <laughs> Yeah, you, oh, you fans, okay. <laughs> I didn't know this was a good doctor convention in here, but, um, you know, and I, 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 I gleaned the premise through about a minute of watching the ad, and I, it's this uh, autistic doctor who somehow got his medical license to uh, practice medicine, which is, yeah, impressive for an autistic guy, but I don't think he ever cured himself, did he? <laughs> has, he has he done that yet? <laughs> Or is he, s I think it should be called the Pretty Okay Doctor for an Autistic <laughs> Guy show. <laughs> so there's that. And then, um, you know, we have all these, like, adaptations of, you know, movies we grew up with, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. And, like, people get very upset when you start to change things. Like, I heard the Little Mermaid's going to be black. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, you guys have seen mermaids? You know what color they are? <laughs> Like, because in my head, I pictured green. I don't know. I just thought they were green, scaly. You know, I watched the Discovery Channel special, so. <laughs> I know everything about mermaids, like real ones. <laughs> 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 they are not black or white. That's all I'm saying. But then there's, like, the children's books that we want to make into movies. And this is something I heard recently. It's pretty controversial, but, uh, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Anyone, you know, remember <laughs> Clifford? Well, guess what? He's going to be a chocolate lab. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? When uh, early 2000s, Airbud was a fucking golden retriever, whitest dog there is playing basketball. <laughs> I mean, the second one, I think he played hockey, which is more appropriate, but. <laughs> anyway, and then, you know, there was a lot of news, a lot of news, a lot of controversy. We're all debating things. We're all upset, you know, and like the, the one that caught some of my attention was the whole uh, Confederate statues you know should we take them down should we destroy them what should we do and you know me and my girlfriend were talking and she had some great ideas and i had some pretty good ideas let's see if you can tell whose was whose here 
But um, she said, you know, like, let's just do what Russia did, man. We'll gather them all up and we'll put them in like a super white place like Kansas. <laughs> and, you know, we'll call it, we'll call it like Ku Klux Disney Clan or something. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, but just like we like to do in our history, we like to change it up. So I'm saying like we change all the plaques and we'll be like, you know, this is Stonewall Jackson here. And he sucked 100 Union dicks to save his battalion, you know. <laughs> Like, why not? Why not? I don't know. And then, like, any money that's, you know, gathered through this park, well, you know, eh, give it give it away to the Negro, Negro Education Fund. I don't know. What do we do with it? But then, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to turn the page there. <laughs> but, uh, oh, also, the reenactments will be lit is all I'm saying. <laughs> but that's my time, so thank you very much. I'm Lee Stewart. Clap your hands together, everybody, for number eight, Lee Stewart. Very nice. Yay. All right. Your next comedian, uh, he's he's the hero of Mutiny Radio. It's absolutely true. Put your hands together, everyone, for Matthew Quirk. What's up, snowflakes? So I was just outside getting faster. I was getting uh, a lot faster. I was getting uh, qualifying for the Olympics level faster outside just now, guys. I was smoking pot, for those of you. <laughs> for those of you not updated on the Olympic qualifier who smoked a little weed and got disqualified for the Olympics for taking in performance enhancing weed, I had no idea this level of weed technology <laughs> was out there. I'm old enough to remember when weed made you lazy. <laughs> now it's performance enhancing. I propose we change boring old 420, the phrase, to qualifying for the Olympics. <laughs> Make it happen. Anyway, I like to start off every morning with a nice uh, Facebook argument with some troll with my coffee while still in bed. I'm not the only one, am I? Anyway, lately I've been in this big argument about guns with this dude, about like it's his right to have guns, he can have as many guns as he wants, it's legal to have guns. As a matter of fact, he has four guns on him at all times in case shit goes down. And I was like, that's great. You know what else is legal? Chocolate cake. But if you had four pieces of chocolate cake on you at all times in case shit went down, that would be weird, right? That'd be a little bit weird. Like if you had like a cupcake in your ankle holster and like a flourless tort in the small of your back and maybe some devil's food cake on your hip and like a brownie in your shoulder holster, that would be weird, right? That'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? And if we came to your house and you had this special safe you wanted to show us where you kept your collection of chocolate cakes locked up so your kids wouldn't get to them unsupervised, we'd think that was like weird, right? And then if he's like showing off his collection of chocolate cakes to you and he's got his 50 caliber birthday cake, right? And he's got the special sugarless cake and like a German chocolate cake that his grandfather brought back from the war. <laughs> it's an antique. They don't eat it much. That'd be kind of weird, right? That'd be like a weird thing. And if it turns out we took a tour of your house and not only do you have like chocolate cakes stashed strategically all over the place, like he's got a chocolate cake under his pillow and he's got one next to his recliner and he's got a slice of chocolate cake by his toilet so he's never caught unawares. 
That'd be like a weird thing, right? We think that guy was a weirdo. And then if it turns out he's got like all of his toppings in like separate boxes. So like he doesn't get his calibers of sprinkles mixed up and put in the wrong chocolate cake. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. But it's weird, right? It's like a weird thing. And before you say the only thing that stops a bad guy with a chocolate cake is a good guy with a chocolate cake. That's a logical fallacy, okay? Just a logical fallacy. And if I was to bring up that, like, hey, you know, uh, the diabetics epidemic in this country because of all the chocolate cake, you know, how it's, like, weighing on our system, you know, it's, and you're, you're going to say to me the only cure for this diabetes is more chocolate cake. <laughs> that would be, like, weird, right? That would be, like, a weird thing to say. Look, man, I'm all for chocolate cake. I myself own a piece of chocolate cake. Just don't be weird about it, okay? I think I've made my point. All right, guys. Matthew Quirk, the hero that speaks in metaphors here at Mutiny Radio. I love that. Dad is great. He gives us the chocolate cake. Uh, hey, we're at number 10, everybody. 10. Wow. Clap it up for yourselves for being amazing judges. Yay, judges. Yay. Clap for yourselves. Clap for yourselves. No, I don't hear you clapping for yourself. Clap for yourselves. You don't care about yourself. You hate yourselves. I'll clap for you. I think you're amazing. So remember, you're voting for your five favorite comedians that you see all tonight. And your next comedian, he is actually on next week's show at Asiento, which is already half sold out. So if you want to get tickets for that, you better get them quick. Lee. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Narek to Barbaric. Yay! You sexy motherfucker. Hey, everyone. Oh, man. Uh, so this is going to be a little rusty. Uh, it's been, you know, two months since I've done comedy. Um, it's also been two weeks since I've had a set. So you do the math there. Um, there we go. <laughs> um, so you guys, anyone remember that uh, commercial? What would you do for Klondike Bar? Uh, whenever I saw that, I was, I was just waiting for someone to be like, meet me out back in five minutes. Make sure you bring that Klondike bar. <laughs> you know, because like, I never heard anyone say, I would walk two blocks to that corner store and pay $2.50. You really don't have to degrade yourself for a Klondike bar. You can just buy one. It kind of sounds like those guys have power issues. Like, what's it like to work for Klondike? You know, you walk in for your annual performance review, and your boss is like, what would you do for promotion? <laughs> uh, so anyone else watch a lot of na nature documentaries? Any David Attenborough fans? So <laughs> my girlfriend's laughing because uh, she knows that's what I do instead of working. <laughs> Um, so, um, I was watching one about octopuses, and the narrator's like, the octopus is the closest thing we have to aliens living here on Earth. But then the documentary proceeded to have humans show up from a ship, or in a ship from above, go down wearing suits so we can breathe in the octopus's environment, abduct an octopus, take it home and perform experiments on it, <laughs> and then release it back into the wild. 
I'm not sure they're, <laughs> I'm not sure they're the aliens. <laughs> um, told you guys I'm a bit rusty. Uh, um, so the, remember when we were kids and they, they, they would tell us like milk makes you taller, but then it turned out the data on that was skewed because the milkman was just really tall. Um, I, I recently went to Oregon with my girlfriend. We, we did a lot of, uh, we had a lot of firsts. We went to our first wedding together. We, uh, I met her sister for the first time. We went to our first sporting event together. Uh, we killed our first hobo together. <laughs> I know, can you believe we waited this long? I mean, you date someone for like a whole year and you, you, know, you don't even know if they're good at disposing of bodies. <laughs> like, it's a, it a big moment for me. Um, so, um, the Bible says Mary rode a, uh, the Bible says Mary rode an ass all the way to Bethlehem. I don't think Joseph was allowed to ride that ass. I, I, I hope it was a friendly donkey, though. Uh, you know, I, I hope Mary had a nice ass. Um, you know, if you're walking by, you could probably pet it. You know, you could tap that ass. Um, one time, <laughs> Mary, um, speaking of assholes. <laughs> um, uh, so, so one time, Mary went into a cave and got her ass stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> But it's okay, she just had to back that ass up. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of my lame ass joke. Thank you, everyone. You guys made some great. A lot, a lot of comedians ask you to follow them, or a lot of comedians ask you to like them on Facebook. I just ask you to like me. Thank you very much. Clap your hands together for Derek the Barbaric. Yay! He's number 10. He just wants you to like him. That's great. All right, we're on number 11 right now. He's actually outside, and he's got curly hair, and he's leaning against the thing. Marcello, it's your turn. Put your hands together for number 11. It's Marcello, yay! I was told I was going to be 12, but I feel like an 11. <laughs> All right, uh, this is uh, new to the room. This is a nice, dark room. Anyway, um, you guys been following the news lately? It's like um, every... Every year, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It's like, two, I can't even look at the news anymore. It's like two years of just straight up terrible, worse and worse and worse stuff. And it's like, what happens this week? Bill Cosby gets out. It's like, how, what do you even, how do I even, what do I even do with that? I'm like already so low, I can't do any worse um, with this new information. But it's like, it seems kind of par for the course at this point for, for 2021. It's like, all right, fine. Terrible guy's out. He's a real villain. Okay, but it seems like it's like a preamble for things getting worse. Like it's like okay, he's out now, but like what's next? I'm just kind of like, like I can't even imagine. So it's like okay, what? Well, so we we find out he gets out because the Republicans want to run him in 2024. So now we got like we're staring down the barrel of a Cosby presidency. I can't really handle it. Who's gonna be his running mate? Uh, the Golden State Killer. It's like we already sprung one guy out early. <laughs> now it's gonna be you know now we got this Golden State. Killer ticket, and it's like, you know, what's is it worse than that? It's gonna be Cosby, Woody Allen ticket. It's like the original canceled Kings of Comedy presidency tour. In 2024, we're just gonna have to deal with that uh, moving forward. So, yeah, it's been a tough year for the news, but you know, maybe the Cosby Allen presidency will liven things up. Um, 
Anyway, um, I have a, um, yeah, I'm a real history buff. I don't know if you can tell. Not, nobody here knows me, I don't think, but I'm a real history buff. Um, I was reading uh, last week that um, upon getting assassinated, uh, Abraham Lincoln, when they took out the contents of his pockets, they found uh, in his wallet was full of Confederate money. That's true. I don't know why um, Abraham Lincoln was carrying around Confederate money, but he, but he was. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just really confusing, and I, I can't figure out why he would do that. Like, why would he have Confederate money? But I, I think I figured it out. I think he just didn't really intend to die when he was going to the theater or whatever. Like, he was probably just on his way to do, like, a tour of the South where he had a really sick diss everywhere that he went. Like, he would just roll up on, uh, on somebody and be like, Hello there. How are you doing today? I would like... One basket of your finest Georgia peaches, please. I can tell by your sign that you're a cash-only establishment. <laughs> I can gladly accommodate you. What's that? You can no longer accept this loser money. <laughs> Better luck next time, hillbilly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Lincoln stuff is good. Um, uh, I was an essential worker the entire time, the entire pandemic. <laughs> See, thank you, thank you. Um, but now that it's over and like everything is open, it's like I'm kind of like miss it. Is that weird? I like miss it. it. Like it was so, it was so hard, but I just miss it because you know why I miss it the most is because every day when I'd get home at around like seven o'clock, I get a standing ovation. Like every day, so just lean out the window, banging pots and pans, and just clapping for me. Every day was like beautiful. It's like here he goes. He's such a hero, and just really made me feel seen. But then, like now that it's over, it's like it's starting to speed up. You know, it's like, and now it's just kind of like, hello. I put my order in 20 minutes ago. Where is my food? This place is really gone to shit. Anyway, that's all I got. Thanks a bunch. That's my first first set ever. Keep your hands clapping, everyone, for number 11, Marcello. Hooray. This is first time in this room. That was awesome. Um, I met Marcello last night. He was at the bar, Dolores. We have a show there the first and third Wednesdays and the last Sunday of the month. It's a really great bar. They have $4 IPAs, and we have a great comedy show three times a month. Yay. And you could be booked on one of those, comedian. We'll see. Your next comedian, it's also his first time to the room. Put your hands together for Patik. Kohili, I can't pronounce your name, a jerk. Yay! Hi. Uh, I hate my job. <laughs> I work in tech. And uh, I think that I should have known when the recruiter said that uh, our company's like a family. I should have known this is how it would end. But I would like to leave, but won't because of the money. And I can't tell you actually which company I work for uh, because it's not legally allowed. But I also hate my Google Assistant because they share the name. <laughs> uh, so I moved from India around 1.5 years ago. And then let me remember what happened. Uh, yeah, so this was my first time coming to the US. I had not visited here before, you know, on a business trip. That vacation where you take, but you don't have to spend, but have to lie the shit out to a person in the visa office. 
to just tell you, uh, I'll make Google great again. I hate Muslims. Please let me come. Um, <laughs> their nine to five job is to crush dreams. Like all day they are like rejected, 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 rejected. And when I came here, I'd, I came to know that there's a term for South Asian Americans that is ABCD. That is American born confused Desis because they're confused about their culture or something. But I could relate more with DCBA, Desi confused by America. <laughs> because I didn't understand shit. Like a SUV stopping for me to cross the road. Or the public transport. Like my Uber pool has more people than the VTA light rail. This is not how it's supposed to work. Or people walking on the street and making eye contact with me and asking how's it going. <laughs> See, I am from Delhi. No, not the food joint, the city Delhi. And in Delhi, you are taught this from childhood. That if you are, a, if someone is talking to you on the street nicely, if you are a kid, they are kidnappers. If you are a grown-up, they are psycho killers. And the worst best scenario is that they want to sell you something blatantly counterfeit. Like rebuke shoes. Or t-shirts written with just did it. <laughs> so my dad messaged me today, speaking of family and all the... Actually, I missed one line. I'll go back to that. So... Uh, my company is indeed like family. There are a bunch of people who come from the same socio-economic background. And <laughs> they think they rule the world, judge everyone else, and spread a lot of hate content. <laughs> so my dad messaged me, coming to that again. He said, so this doctor from WHO is saying that the vaccine can give you a heart attack in your kidney. What if it's true? <laughs> so I told my dad, no, it's not doctor from WHO. It's Dr. WHO. It's Dr. Who? <laughs> Don't listen to him for medical advice. That was my time. Thank you. <laughs> Hooray! Keep your hands clapping for Patik Kali. Yay! We have a couple comedians left on this list. I'm super excited. Remember, you're voting for your top five favorites. Whatever that means, you can use your names or numbers or whatever, stars, hearts, whatever you want to do. Your next comedian, we're going into a female rock block right now. Uh, I haven't seen her in a couple weeks. I'm super excited. I just saw that she's looking for open mics in Jacksonville, Wyoming. So if you can find some of those, you should email her. But right now you get to see her. Put your hands together for Shelby Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone can find something to do in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, let me know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's just start with this. If his love language is physical touch, he's a hoe. <laughs> Move right along. Don't waste your time. I did take my love languages test, and not to brag, uh, I got all of them. <laughs> she might be a little high maintenance. Uh, no, I, I did take all of them, and I ended up not getting gift-giving. Gift-giving is not my love language, and that's proven. Just like over the years, so many relationships, and they've come up on these holidays or whatever it is, and they're like, hey, I got you this fantastic thing. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> 
I am equally prepared for this moment. This means a lot to me. Um, I got you my body. <laughs> Yay, it is wrapped in all of these clothes. <laughs> Enjoy. I, uh, I started a new relationship recently, which is tough because suddenly you get all of this bleh, all of this vomit from the previous relationship that you now have to figure out. So it's been a little tough. And uh, but as a responsible modern woman, I am self-medicating with podcasts, horoscopes, and booze. Yes, I am a Sagittarius Sun codependent Moon and an alcoholic rising. <laughs> I do want to thank my ex though for the trust issues. I do. Um, because I graduated with a bachelor's in fashion merchandising, but I've qualified for a master's in criminal justice when I detailed the detective work I had to do in my last relationship. Yes, it looks like Elle Woods, but it will find shit out like the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh, no, but um, <laughs> I did start dating during the pandemic, and it was a really weird time, because I started dating in the pandemic, but also the Black Lives Matter protests. So I would leave my apartment and hear, fuck the police. I might. <laughs> I don't know what my type is yet. No, but it's a movement, okay? So out of solidarity, we will not fuck the police. Maybe a blowjob. I don't know. <laughs> What's his credit score? Um, <laughs> no, I, but... Um, it's weird though, I'm dating this new guy and you know, most guys like really love tight clothes, they love to see your figure. My guy loves mom jeans, hence, so I might have trust issues, but if he has an Oedipus complex, who's more fucked up? <laughs> right? Maybe. I started dating their pandemic and I had to be really careful because I was concerned, you know, like I was gonna go see my mom, I was gonna see my grandma. Uh, neither of them were very concerned. Like how do you tell What's the nice way to say I told you so to an anti-vaxxer that then gets COVID? If anyone can tell me. No, my grandma's precious though. She didn't get vaccinated uh, for good reason. She read on Facebook it would make her infertile. <laughs> yeah, she's 86 years old. So I don't know, throw in the towel at some point, grandma. Yeah, no, dating during the pandemic was weird. Like, you wanted to be careful. And I tried to be. Like, I really did. And when you go on a first date with somebody, it's tough because you want to get close. You want to get to know them. You want to take your mask down at some point, right? But when is the right moment? So I got to know this guy, and things were going really well. We got close, put our masks down, just having a normal conversation until he pronounced a P really hard, and he spat in my mouth. <laughs> so we just fucked at that point because I have whatever he has. <laughs> My name is num my name is Shelby. My name is number 14, Shelby. Thank you guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Shelby Wilson. She's she's actually number 13. She's actually that was lucky number 13. We got a little out of order, uh, but oh hi Nick. Um, we have a we have a female rock block right now. We have another female comedian, which nothing can make me happier than uh, seeing women on stage. Also, she has like a Russian last name, so that's super rad and sort of. I have a thing. I, I like Russian voices. I hope she has an accent. Put your hands together, everybody, for Natasha Smetana. Hello, everybody. My name is Natasha Smetana, and I just moved into a new building. And you know, every floor of the building has its own personality. 
So nice. One floor, very high on crime. A little stabbing every once in a while. Police raid, you know, they do their own thing. That's cool. My floor, low on crime, high on smelling like rotting garbage every day. I don't know why, but ooh, is it consistent? Uh, but you know, it's fine. I just stay in my room, listen to music, do my own shit, you know? But uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Google is super judgmental, okay? Very judgmental. I can prove it. Imagine I'm Google. They're like, hi there. I've noticed that you've been listening to Zeal and Ardor and Doja Cat's Tia Tamara for the past uh, three days straight on repeat. And uh, not, uh, you know, this isn't related, but have you heard about Nexplanon? It's the birth control implant that goes in your arm. It lasts up to four years. Uh, yeah, you can take it out anytime. Don't worry about it. Of course, if it moves out of place, you might have to get it surgically removed. Otherwise, it can't be removed at all. And just enjoy the next four years of infertility. But anyway, Nexplanon, <laughs> check it out. It's like, damn, you think my taste in music is so bad, I should not have kids. Like, I'm starting to take it personally, Google. Like, calm down. Uh, you know, and I, I do want kids someday they're so cute and nice. I feel like I have a lot to offer. I do want to make sure that they go to a good school, you know? When I, my elementary school, our playground burned down in like fourth grade and they just didn't rebuild it. Yeah, it was like three years of just like uh, playing four square on asphalt, that's all they got. And uh, well, here's the other issue, proposals. I have not had a romantic proposal. They've all been super lame. I am a sucker for romance. I love cute shit. I will plan a cute date for me and an enemy. Like, I do not give a shit. There's gonna be plushies, candles, it's gonna be cute, okay? But like, I got proposed to at work, no ring, and I was like, wow, after saying no, I can't even leave this situation. Like, I'm on, a cl I'm on the clock, dude, like, <laughs> this sucks. Uh, <laughs> another time, I was proposed to in a jack-in-the-box. And I know you're thinking, like, no way does she mean the fast food restaurant. And I assure you, I absolutely do mean the fast food restaurant. <laughs> and the way I got out of it was by betting them, like, hey, if I eat 12 tacos right now, I'm not going to marry you. So I just needed something to cope with that situation. And my answer was binge eating real hard. Uh, so that didn't work out. But there was one person I really liked. We grew up together, we went to elementary school together, like first grade on and off school, knew him my whole life. Same favorite foods. We had the same favorite starter Pokemon. Like it seemed written in the stars, right? So we're in community college just by happenstance, complete, you know, who knew? And at the last day of the semester, he was like, hey, Natasha, what are you gonna do this summer? And I was like, I <clears throat> got a job at a burrito place, free burritos. So if you ever, you want a burrito or something, like come, come by, see me, get a burrito. And I was like, so what are you, what are you gonna do? He's like, I'm gonna burn this place down. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. No, you know what, that's cool. I Totally understandable, a lot of homework, super annoying, no spare time. I get it, no problem. So, you know, I go to work, I go home, and on the news, it was, uh, Local community college set ablaze. Three classroom portables burned down. I, I was like, what a coincidence. <laughs> like, that's crazy. What are the odds the same day? You know, he says he's going to burn it down. I go home and then ashes. That's nuts. And that, you know, I thought about it some more and I was like, oh, you know, I don't remember seeing him after the playground burned down in elementary school. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, we're friends, hang out, it burns down, and he's gone. And I'm like, oh, you know what? He really did identify with Charmander. <laughs> and, you know, and if that was the closest I got to the one, I got to say, you know, maybe those Google algorithms are right. Maybe I will look into next plan on. Anyway, back to you, Pam. Thank you. Natasha Smetana, what a lovely set. That's great. Hey, everybody, she likes psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> proven from a young age. No, 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 I like men who've been to jail, too. It's fine. It's a fetish. It's lovely. Your next comedian, he's, he's the opposite of that. He's like a soccer coach. He's got kids. Uh, but he's also very funny. Clap your hands. I don't, I hope, I mean, I wonder. The only thing he's burned down is his barbecue in his backyard, like making ribs. Put your hands together for Ray Khan. Hey, happy Friday night, everybody. What's going on? Oh, my God. People and clapping. This is great. I come from an educated family. My family is full of education. My dad has a PhD in entomology. My mom has two master's degrees. One master's degrees, one master's degrees in um, education. The second master's degrees in, is in special education. And if you know anything about genetics, you know that I am a huge disappointment. <laughs> thank you, thank you. A PhD, I couldn't get a PhD minus. Impossible. Um, the um, my, my uh, parents always told me that, uh, sorry, I ran on stage, I'm out of breath. Uh, my parents always told me that I spent way too much time sitting on the TV and watching the couch, which is not cool. Um, my, uh, the, uh, the one thing I couldn't be good at is I, there's no way I could be a border control guard. There's no way. I have no way to figure out at the immigration site at the border whether I could tell who a terrorist and who is not a terrorist. It'd be possible. I'm just not that smart, you know? So, so I figured I'd just make it a little bit less complicated, and I would just pick a, pick a random. I, like, I wouldn't let you in if you had a complicated last name. Let's put it that way. If you had a complicated last name, you're not coming into the country, right? If I couldn't insert your last name into the Shirley Ellis 1964 name game song, then you're not coming in, right? So I'd be at the board and I'd be like, okay, let's take a look at your paperwork here. Killigan? Killigan? Okay, all right, let's check this out. Uh, says you're, you're from Ireland and you're a painter? Great. You want to make your family proud? Cool, man. Hold up, man. Let me check out my screening process. Let me put you in our screening process. Killigan, Killigan, Bo Bigligan, Banana Fan of Faux Filligan, me and my Mo Milligan. Welcome to America. All right. All right. Ali? Ali? Okay, cool. It looks like you're here from Yemen. All right. A little suspect. That's okay. Uh, it says here you started in a video in the year 2000 where you were in a ninja outfit, like on some monkey bars. All right. No. Well, we can excuse that. It says here you're an author of many manifestos. All right. Okay. Let me put you to my screening process first. All right. Ali, Ali, Bobili, Banana, Fana, Fofili, Me, My, Moli. Welcome to America, Ali. I didn't say it was a good screening process. It's just my screening process. <laughs> All right, wait a second. Uh, George Stephanopoulos? George Stephanopoulos. Cool, hold up. It says here you're the director of uh, White House Communications some time in the 90s. Says here you already have a you already have a uh, passport and you're you're an American citizen. I should probably let you in. No, nah, no, nah, man. Rules are rules. I'm gonna do it my way. All right. Here we go. Uh, still not. Oh hell no. Oh hell no. Not your kind. No way, man. Uh, Shirley Ellis says no dice. No, thank you. You can uh, file your appeals at the 1960s office of the Rhythm and Blues. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, 
Uh, I like to exercise. I like to do push-ups. I like to get my heart rate up. Not everybody likes to do that. Some people, they, they, they just don't, uh, they feel like that they only have a finite number of heartbeats. It's called the rate of living theory. I don't know if you look it up ever. Thank you. Uh, if you run out of heartbeats, you die, according to these people, right? So, and I love this theory, because it's super not complicated, right? It's like, oh, you just run out and you die. Why can't we apply that to everything? And why isn't it always true, right? Because I could be like at the stoplight, right? I take a left turn, die behind the wheel, right? My wife's like, doctor, doctor, what happened to Ray? What happened to Ray? Ma'am, he ran out of his allotment of left turns. What can I say, <laughs> right? I could be in the kitchen, right? I'd be empty on a colander, you know, just putting it away like a good husband out of the dishwasher. Bam, dead on arrival. Hit the floor. A doctor's like, ma'am, I'm sorry. He spun one too many salads. I'm sorry. I could be up here, be going, dana, dana, bingana, blana, fana, fofana. I'm on the ground, mic in hand, gasping, in air, gasping for air. My wife asked Pam Benjamin, what happened? Pam's like... He told another dumbass open mic joke. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pam. Appreciate it. Have a good night, yo. Break on, everyone. There might be an allotted amount of puns. I'm not sure, but I love puns. Uh, you're the you're the best. Yay, Raycon. Yay, Raycon. He was number 15. Raycon. Yay. Woo. We have a couple comedians left, actually, and we have room to get all of our wait list in, and there weren't that many. So you're holding it together, judges. You're important. You're gonna give five comics tonight um, a paid show on a Mutiny Radio Presents comedy show in the next the upcoming weeks, and they'll get food and drink and money which is super fun for a comedian and usually like a 10 minute set your next comedian he's a he's a fun he's i he's i never know what's gonna happen sometimes he has music sometimes he doesn't either way he is incredibly entertaining every single time put your hands together everybody for noam osband yay Uh, my name is Noam Osband. Um, this is going to be uh, perhaps too sentimental, perhaps too saccharine sentimental ballad about piss. You Now, is this the world's best love song about urine? That would be a horrifically arrogant thing to claim. Is this the world's only love song about urine? And there I feel slightly firmer ground. <laughs> you never forget your first. First kiss, first night of Hanukkah, 1997, Crystal Lake in Newton Center. I had loved Joanna for years. First time having sex. The first Friday in May 2003, it was like 6.45 in the morning, and I was so shy to tell Karen, and I earnestly finally worked up the courage and said, can I get a condom? And she responded with, what did you say? And then I had to say it all again. And then we did. And you, um... Isn't that uh, like a physical approximation of your first time having sex, which you might be really excited about, but um, might have a hard time doing it right. Um, and you never forget the first time your partner sends you a text message telling you she has peed on a stick to check her fertility just for you. No, you never forget that. In fact, you might write a song about it. 
My baby tells me she's starting to pee On convenience store strips, it's not crazy Cause you see, we're shot in the ways of ovulation phases So we can plan travel around those days Cause we wanna make us a baby Oh, some offspring made of her me And give our best try is the sole reason why she messages when she pays. Now, there's some people who think Jews, of which you might have guessed accurately, I am one, uh, Jews are a genetically superior race. Look at Nobel Prizes. I'll tell you who doesn't agree with that. The genetic counselor who we met with in San Francisco. Uh, according to Wikipedia, all Ashkenazi Jews of European descent descend from 350 people, according to protein matrilineal testing. Do you know how many genetic disorders that makes? And although I love that Jew, we are doing nothing to diversify the gene pool. Genetic testing, hot science, I'm stressing. Maybe our gametes won't match, but that ain't no problem. We'll go out and buy some, no lover, I will not detach. From you who is true, ain't nobody else who I've talked about family would future away to be great. I can't wait, but for right now, wait on your pee. Oh, I smoke way too much pot, so I've been Googling a lot about the impact of weed. I not just one, but both of my testes. And the next time I finish my stash, I'm gonna save me my cash. Temporary sobriety, so we can make a happy and healthy baby. Yes, I wrote you this song, eight stanzas long. My lover, it won't be your last. It's an improvement on other songs that I sung about other girls from my past who it's true I knew and I loved them all too. You know, sometimes they even loved me. But I only wrote them songs about two. No, I never wrote songs about three. So come here, my lover. You unlock the others. Come here, we'll say you, you pee. Thank you very much. Noam Osband, everyone. Number 16. Number 16, Noam Osband. All right, your next comedian, uh, he doesn't have to pee on sticks anymore. He already has three kids. Clap your hands together for Aaron Sampson. Yay! All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm 45 years old, everybody. Yeah. But my wife says I act like a big kid. I still play with toys, read Mad Magazine, write her little love notes with my poo-poo. <laughs> Am I the only one here? Am I the only one? Yeah. <laughs> I got three kids, as Pam mentioned. My first two are girls, and my third is a prick. <laughs> I love my prick. I do. I really do. Speaking of him, he loves the color orange so much that he won't let anyone else interact with the color at all. He thinks he owns it. Like if he's, we, we went by a construction site the other day and this kid's like picking up all the orange cones. He's like yelling at the workers, like take off the jacket, take off the jacket. We're like, he loves orange, he loves orange. Better do what he says, thank you, thank you. It goes easier that way, trust me, trust me. I got the best wife in the world, I really do. Uh, but she is a psycho. 
therapist. She's a psycho. Always trying to psychotherapize me. Like Shelby mentioned love languages just a couple minutes ago. She asked me, what's your love language? I said, saving cash. So she said, this bra is half off. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I love you, honey. I love you. And I love half off. I really do. I really, really do. Uh, the other day, I actually did get upset at her because she was ordering a pizza online. And you know when you order, there's the promo code. You need to enter that to get the big discount. You got to search for those codes, right? And she didn't search for it. And I got upset. And she's like, you have the freedom to choose how you react. So I chose to react like a German cyber hacker. Like, we must find the code. Find the code. <laughs> freedom, freedom of choice, honey. Freedom of choice. Oh. As you can tell, as great as my wife is, I'm not the perfect husband. I'm not. I admit it. We married 14 years, but I space out a lot. I don't clean up. When I pee, I sometimes miss my wife's mouth. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't miss. Come on. Come on. Come on. By the way, she did write that joke, okay? So she's the only one that's allowed to get pissed. On, yeah, okay, yeah, the only one, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have three kids, so I did get a vasectomy. I did, woohoo, yeah, thank you. I just wish I didn't get it on Groupon. That was a bad idea. One of my nuts shoots live sperm, the other shoots blanks. At least I got half off. I am getting old, though. Oh, I am. You know, my back, I don't know if you can see it. I wear a jacket to hide it. But it's doing that, like, hunched over old man thing that, like, grandpas get. It sucks. Although it is getting easier to suck myself off. <laughs> half off, anyway! <laughs> I got to cut that one. That's crazy. Too many half offs. So. I used to actually be a cute kid. I, I was before I went through my nose spurt. It's like... My face stopped growing, but my nose said, he's a Jew, keep going, keep going. Oh, speaking of my Jew nose, my mom is a Jew, who knows, okay? We call her Bubby, and she say, Bubby knows she has an opinion about everything, right? Like, you can't use white onion in a salad, you have to use red onion. And your kids need more structure, and don't fuck each other like that, be more gentle. Can you get out of our bedroom, Bubby? Thank you so much, Bubs. Thank you. And thank you guys. Appreciate it. Hey. Number 17, Aaron Sampson. All right. Um, it's hard for me to see who's here. So um, is Colin Braun here? He has a dog. He was here earlier. Here. So you are here. Okay, thank God. Then, um, good. I just I couldn't see you when I didn't make eye contact with you. So the people that are here that are left are, ooh, I know the fireworks are starting to happen. Everyone's excited about Colin Brown. I am too. Uh, Nick, Nick Hulk is here too. Is Bill Ruha here? He is. Okay, great. Is Cade or Katie Burkhan here? Is it Cade or Katie? It's Cade. Okay, so you are here. So everyone's here. All right, so we have 
four comedians left. And um, yay. And remember, you're picking your five favorites. And thank you so much, um, audience. You're incredible and your judges. And I really need your opinions because I just, I book five shows a week and I just can't, I can't do it by myself anymore. It's just too hard. I keep booking the same people. So I want your opinions. You tell me who the funniest people are. Your next comedian, I met him in Portland um, quite many years ago. And he's so funny and he moved down here and I'm so excited that he's here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Yay. Sorry, I, I came here from work, so I've got all my shit. Um, would you, excuse me, would you mind holding these for me? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, his name is Barley. He gets uh, two cups of kibble twice a day. Um, I'm going to Tahoe. I'll be back on Tuesday. Do not, and I cannot stress this enough, do not leave him alone around children. Um, they, uh, they make you pay for the coffins, and you'd think they'd be cheaper, cause, but mm -mm. Uh, they don't make nearly as many, and it makes it more <laughs> tragic. I, um, I, I, learned, um, I learned recently that Black Lives Matter is not an appropriate response to the question, why should I get vaccinated? Um, So, still working on that one. Um, guys, I, I've come to find that I am a wizard. Let me explain why. When I was growing up, I always wanted a, a beautiful dog that I could take with me to work who would follow me without a leash, who I could throw the ball and he'd fetch it and he'd bring it back, and I have that dog. When I was in college, I was planning out what I wanted to do with my engineering degree. I drew the Golden Gate Bridge and a sailboat on the bay. I want to work on this bridge and make enough money to buy a little sailboat. And damn it, I worked on that bridge and I bought that sailboat. I made it happen. And then this week, after seeing for three straight days on CNN, at the gym, uh, these horrible things about this building that collapsed in Miami, I said, man, I really hope they talk about something different tomorrow. So the Cosby thing is my bad. I need to be more specific with these things. I, um, I, I, I tell you, I'm really excited for the pandemic to be over. I was ac actually a little bit anxious at first because um, I was not flossing the entire time and the mask was doing me a lot of favors. Um, <laughs> let's just move on. I, um, I, I did move here from Portland. I, uh, I lived in Portland for a while. Portland's a little bit too liberal at times. I was once yelled at for having health insurance and insisting that someone vote. Apparently that's racist. Who knew? Moving on, I'm a <laughs> I like being uh, in SF though. I love being near all this uh, great food. I live in Berkeley and there's all the farms and everything and it's, it's, um, it's great, but I miss in Portland, you could really get some amazing seasonal depression. <laughs> like right down the corner. You wouldn't even have to go that far for it. Um, but I'm glad to be in SF. I'm learning all the new shows and the new mics, and they're bringing me all around town. The other day, I was heckled by a crackhead, which ruined my set. But joke's on him. I am not a crackhead. <laughs> I have all of my teeth, and I know what my credit score is. Thank you. I, um, I have a lot of faster jokes here that I wrote during the pandemic um, without any amount of context. And I apologize for how shitty they are. <clears throat> Barefoot Contessa. That's a health code violation. 
Thank you. That was not a good joke. I don't need you to patronize me. But I do appreciate it. Um, did you hear about the kindergartner who took his kids on a trip to a minefield? They had a blast. Um, if you're struggling with money and you need a cheap source of protein, you can get some amazing, high-quality, fresh meats in the dumpster behind your local veterinary clinic. Um, what do a distraught little girl and a warehouse worker on an incline have in common? My dolly! Um, when I was in high school, we had an anti-suicide lecturer come in to tell us not to kill ourselves, and I remember being so depressed thinking, well, I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to do this thing where you go on stage and tell people not to kill themselves. Um, so this is me telling you that I did not kill myself and neither should you. Um, I worked on the Golden Gate Bridge Suicide Deterrent Net System project before I got fired for whistleblowing about the fact that that project was being very poorly managed. It's all of your money. Um, <laughs> And the project is in year five of a four-year contract. It's about 30% of the way done. Um, but you know what? When all this is done, when all these millions and millions of dollars of public money are spent, it's going to be worth it. Because every year, 30 to 60 people, people who are sick, people who need help, they jump off that bridge. And when all this money is spent and all this time is gone, finally, 30 to 60 people will just shoot themselves instead. <laughs> and it's going to be worth it. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you all very much. Yay, Colin Brown! I, you know, I'm just gonna do a Zach Wiseman joke really quickly. I don't know why people jump off of the Golden Gate Bridge. You would think they would jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge because peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself, and it works every time. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping onto the Golden Gate Bridge. It's an old Zach Wiseman joke. He's not dead yet, but you can see him in the Tenderloin doing heroin. It's really sad. If you see him, tell him to come back and do jokes. Your, that was number 18. That was a weird thing for me to say. It's, I mean, I miss Zach Wiseman. <laughs> I'm sorry, I miss Zach Wiseman. He's a real person and I really do miss him. And he's still alive though. I see him all the time and he like looks the other way and I'm like, come do jokes with me. Uh, that was Colin Braun. He's number 18. We have three comics left. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Uh, he's number 19 and he's um, tall and funny. I shouldn't, it shouldn't matter what people look like, but I always mention it anyways. I'm sorry. I'm trying to not objectify men. Put your hands together for your number 19, Nick Hulk. Yay! Thank you. I am tall. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, do, so I think it is crazy that we give Adderall to children. Because when I was in college, Adderall was like a thrifty alternative to Coke. Like if, like if Trader Joe's came out with like a fun cocaine line that was Trader Escobar's. <laughs> like, that's Adderall. Like, I have seen... 200-pound frat bros in alcohol-induced comas snap back to life with a bump of Adderall. We give this to, like, eight-year-old girls, like, Sarah, go learn math now. <laughs> Plus, it doesn't work the way you think it would. Like, it's, it just makes you intensely focused on whatever it is you choose to focus on. So I went to the library, took some Adderall to write an essay, went on Facebook, and then Facebooked like I'd never Facebooked before, all right? I created a Farmville empire. I was talking to people I hadn't spoken to in years. My friend's girlfriend's cousin had a baby. I was like, hmm, life is such a blessing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, my essay was tragically unwritten. But yeah, Adderall wasn't really my go-to. 
I was more of like booze and Molly in college. College for me, it was like a, a four-year just rolling blackout. I remember my parents dropping me off in the dorms, and then I woke up four years later on a frat house floor like I was Jon Snow coming back to life. Just, why am I naked? What's going on? Um, and then Molly. Yeah, I had some issues with Molly. I once uh, OD'd on Molly at Coachella, which, had I died, would have guaranteed me a spot in millennial heaven. Millennial Heaven, just the light show at the end of the tunnel. Avicii's playing the harp. Je Jesus has a man bun and is just shuffling on water. <laughs> um, kind of forgot where I was going to go after that. Um, oh, I have noticed a correlation between how woke a person is and how much coke they do. A positive correlation. And if you like to woke and coke, that's fine. That's your deal. Just lay off the morally superior sermons, you know? Like this girl I know, she's a vegan, and she's giving me the, like, all life is precious in between doing bumps in the bathroom. And it's just like, is every, you care about every animal except for drug mules? Like, what, <laughs> where is my Sarah McLaughlin song about cartel members, all right? In the arms of... Angel. <laughs> um, and I keep blanking on my order of things. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I had a really lonely moment the other day. I was laying on the couch, and I farted, and <laughs> I mistook the vibration for a text. I was like... <laughs> I was like, it's like oh, friendship, uh, just, just gassy. Um, and then my contract is up at work, or it's about to be, so I'm applying to places. Applied to Amazon, I don't know, to help Jeff Bezos ascend to his final form. Plus, I heard that when he dies, each Amazon employee gets to be buried alive in his tomb. So. I'm excited for that. It'll be a great networking opportunity. <laughs> All right. I'm Nick. That's my time. Thanks, everybody. Nick! Hulk! Yay! He was number 19. All right, we have two comics left, and you, audience, you're amazing. And after those two comics, you're going to vote in any way that makes sense, and then just bring your ballots back here. And I'll make sense of it. Don't worry. Um, and then... Right now, we have two comics left, and one of them, he's super new, and he's such he's such a like, nice, supportive guy. He was like, hey, I don't want to know what comedy's about. And then he showed up at a show, and he showed up at another show, and I'm like, yay! So put your hands together, everybody, for number 20, Bill Ruha! Thank you. Thank you. How's everybody doing? Good? All right, good, good. I uh, went out with a friend the other day. And uh, asked him, how you doing? And he said, you know, uh, I can't complain. I said, what? What the fuck are we meeting for? <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to sit here and have drinks and you're not going to complain? Like, my wife dropped ice on the kitchen floor the other night and let it melt 
overnight. I stepped it in my socks, right? My socks are all squishy and soggy. I was going to complain about that for like a half an hour with this guy, and he's sitting there like the Buddha, you know? He's, he's all enlightened. I have nothing to complain about. That's fucking great. Thanks. Thanks for that. I'm glad I rode Bart for an hour to the city so I could come out and, you know, you're not going to complain and I'll be the asshole. Um, but I get it. Like, people are, you know, they're, they're trying to be a little self-aware. They're trying to be kind of politically correct. Um, I think it's why people say things like, first world problems, you know, like, oh, I was stuck in a bad commute, and uh, gosh, I, uh, I was late for a meeting, and my manager got mad at me, and, but you know, first world problems, and I'm thinking, like, are, are we in the same first world? <laughs> like, I'm, like, having panic attacks about the next wildfire that's going to come. Like, last year I spent indoors worried about, like, a, a killer virus, about smoke inhalation, first world problems, like, mass shootings here in this country? That's, it's fucking terrible. I guess that's a first world problem. I, uh, I'm excited about going out, so I called my wife from work and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to get us tickets to a movie, but I'm also terrified, because I'm like, you know, we're going to go out. What's that going to be like? So... I said, you know, I'm going to get us dinner reservations, I'm going to get us movie tickets. I got us matching bulletproof vests. Uh, they are his and hers. They're really cute. Uh, I forgot about the Kevlar helmets, though. I didn't get the Kevlar helmets, so I fucked up on that. But, you know, I just, I want to just go out and see John Wick 4 and see a guy shoot people at Point Blank Range without getting shot at Point Blank Range, you know? <laughs> but we have a deal where, like, every, every trip we take out, you know, we, we, take uh, turns uh, laying down cover fire for each other. So that's it's a good way to do it. Now, the way I keep perspective, though, and kind of keep my um, first world problems attitude is I, uh, I donate to a charity called uh, Child Fund. And it's that charity where you, uh, you sponsor a family. <clears throat> it's really uh, nice. And you can write letters back and forth. And you kind of create this connection with them. It's really beautiful. And so one year at work, I got a bonus, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to send them $500. Like, that's a game changer. They're in Ethiopia. That's a game changer for them. I'm just going to I'm gonna do it. I'm better than being wasted at a casino or something. So I send them the $500. I get a letter back, and they tell me, it's the be most beautiful thing I've ever read. Like, thank you, Bill. Thank you so much. Like, you're a godsend. Like, it's like God came into our life and gave us a gift. We got a house. They have a, a, a picture they sent me with their daughter standing in front of the house. And I'm like... I wrote him back and I said, thank you so much for the letter. I said, who's your real estate agent? <laughs> How the fuck did you guys get a house for $500? Like, can I come over there? Could he show me around? Because all I really need is Wi-Fi. Like, I work remote most of the time. How's the Wi-Fi over there? Could I, could I, could I get a Wi-Fi connection? And I kind of told him, I said, you know, the only thing about that is uh, my MacBook's been acting up a little bit. I've got to take it into the store and get it fixed. But, you know, first world problems. So, you know, I'm not really complaining. All right, uh, that's, that's, I'm Bill, that's my time, thank you very much. Hey, yay! Bill Ruha, number 20, hell yeah! That was lovely. All right, one last comedian, number 21. Clap your hands together for Cade Burkham! Yay! Um, I'm going to ask it anyways, even though I'm sure I'm probably the 21st person to ask you, but how's everyone doing? Yeah, okay. I wish you didn't say that. This is going to be uh, sad. <laughs> so, uh, no, 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 no. My, my life's not that bad. I'm 
doing great. I'm doing freaking great. Um, no, but I will say I, I hate that the most interesting thing about me is uh, that I went to the high school that 420 was invented. Yeah, well, smoke weed for I love it. I love the enthusiasm. Um, it's hilarious, though, because no one actually, uh, actually, I'm sure some people realize, but I don't think enough people realize that 420 was actually, uh, that was the time people smoked weed. Good, you know, you know. It's, that's great. But I, and then at the same time, too, though, everyone celebrates it once a year, which is a part, like, that's horrible. You need to smoke, you need to do it every day. There's a reason. You can do it twice a day. Yet people decide to celebrate it once a year. Crazy. Also, though, a um, little more fucked up level. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Hitler's birthday on that day, right? Yeah. yeah. No, you guys were way too excited about that. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I have a little theory, though, that um, this is a deep theory, actually. I need to take a breath of this because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm scared he's in, like, some cryogenic tank, like, about, like, 200 feet underground just waiting for 420 when the one day everybody's super high i mean that's the only way you can get away with genocide twice is if everyone's that fucking high on one day so i'm just saying just i bet i hope he's not still alive no he's still definitely dead thank god um yeah but funny numbers too 420 is a good one right uh, seems arbitrary i was realizing the other day that 69 is a cool one uh right yeah the number, like the, the heads of the two numbers, like it looks like they're, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's actually a really sex positive number. Um, I think a lot of people you know, associate it with being childish, but uh, that means, you know, that sex positive, it's great, right? A little, a little vivid uh, for sex positivity, um, but I love it. I, I'm glad, I feel like it would take me to get to 96 to realize what 69 is. I'd probably be in. If we're going by the numbers, I'd be like 69. I'm like, this is weird. I'm 96. I'm like, oh, I like this now. That makes sense. I would call it 96. No, I actually haven't gotten past one. So, um, yeah, God, my jokes are like, I think like kindergartners can get them because I'm just, I'm helping educate with numbers. That's great. <laughs> Got to work on this. Um, I will say, though, I can hear it. Yeah, my heart's racing. Can you guys hear that? Okay, well, it's probably, okay, well, pff, I can hear it. Um, it's racing. I don't know what it's racing. I'm pretty sure it's racing the Chipotle that is in my small intestine. And the finish line is either my asshole or, uh, it's just my asshole. I'm going to shit myself. Um, but that's what the horn means, one minute. Wow, that goes quick. Sheesh, magish. Uh, I was going to say some other stuff. What was I thinking? Um, I smoke weed. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah, that's probably apparent. Um, I did want to try to differentiate myself after coming up here since, you know, save the best for last, right? So uh, this is stand-up comedy. Um, so I wanted to do some little bit of a sit-down seriousness. Um, yep, one in ten people have uh, genital warts. And... None of you look like you have genital warts. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You are welcome, because I have genital warts, and that is what differentiates me um, as a person. That and the 420 thing. 
that in the 420 thing. So, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I'm doing good. I just, I'm just trying to let it all out here, you know? Yeah. Um, besides that, I, I hate my job. Yeah, any, there we go. It's not funny. It's not funny. Um, it's really not funny, but it is also, it does pay me. And I think if I didn't have a job, then I would probably still be here. So anyway, that's my name. Uh, Cade, 21. Hey, Cade! Your 21st comedian, Cade, everyone. Hooray. Okay, so now what's going to happen is that you have time to do your voting and pay attention and however you want. And you're going to put your... You're going to put your voting mechanisms up at the front, and then I'm going to do a couple jokes while you're doing that. So you have plenty of time. I'm just going to do like five minutes of jokes. Take your time. Talk to your neighbors. Do whatever. I'm just going to do jokes just because I want to do jokes too. So clap for me. Yay! You can vote by number. You can, you can vote by name. You can even mention their jokes because I'll remember. Yeah, um... I have photographic memory, and it's one of those things they told me if I smoked pot, I'd be stupid. And I'm like, I smoke so I smoke pot more than all of you. Like, you could all take your pot together, and I smoke at least all of you together. I smoke a ridiculous amount of weed. But I always thought when I was little, they're like, pot makes you dumb. Well, how about this? If I didn't smoke be- weed, I'd be interminably smart. No one would want to hang out with me. I would be so cunty. I would be so pretentious. I'd be like, oh, I memorized all your jokes, and I can do them better. <laughs> no, that would be... I'm kidding. I didn't even mean to talk about that. I want to talk about menopause. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at our future. I'm mad at our past. The, it, I never got the memo. I'm giving you the memo now. It, it's awful. It's insane. Oh, no. You're like 22 or something now. But, yeah, I remember I still feel like a 14-year-old girl. Now I smell like a 14-year-old boy. That's because I'm going through menopause, okay? That's, I'm constantly sweating. I've never showered this much in my life, like ever. I'm constantly wet in all the wrong places. Like it's, I, I'm so sweaty at night, I can slick my body and flick my cats and I don't have to use the spray gun on them anymore when they're doing evil things at night. No, it's just my body. And so I went to the doctor and I was like, help me, what can I do? And you know what, her expert advice? You can sleep on a towel. Oh, this is the technology available to me? And she says, well, well, wait, also, you know, if you're really sweating and you don't like your armpit stuff, you can use panty liners and you can put them in your shirt. Oh, plastic and cotton in my... If men went through menopause, the technology would be off the motherfucking hook. There would be, there would be pillows that were like sensing your mood. And they'd be like, oh, are you going to freak out because you're on fire? And it would... There would be refrigeration stations at every corner in the city. You just walk in and do a rotisserie of coldness. <laughs> they call it menopause, and all it means is that men are no longer pausing on me. Yay! Because I'm gross and old. And nah, 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 nah. Fuck you! No memos! You get the memo, you're going to get the memo. I'm giving you the memo. I'm a Monet. I look good from far away. Like, when I'm walking down the street, people are like, and they get closer, like, what is holding this woman together? What is making this image? What grease is olive oil? That's the secret. 
olive oil. Just put it on your face. <laughs> just put it on your face. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't get zits anymore. I actually never did. I'm a, I was, it's fine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really lucky. I've always had really nice skin. But uh, lately I've been getting zits uh, because I don't clean my bong enough. So I've got like, <laughs> I'm getting zits in this weird ring around my mouth. Did I mention I smoke a lot of pot? Yeah, a lot. There's, I have a bong here. I have a bong at home. Okay. I smoke so much weed. Have you ever smoked so much weed you forget how your own shower works? Yeah. I've been living in the same apartment for 13 years. I'm confused every morning. I'm like, <laughs> it's hot, it's cold. Ah! It's like airbnb being in your own home. Like, what is, I'm paying so much money for this place. Why is there cat litter on the floor? What is happening? I have a lot of cats, because I identify as a witch. My pronouns are us and we. <laughs> a lot of people have asked, like, aren't you a Satanist? And I'm like, no, I'm a witch. If I was a Satanist, I'd be so much more successful. <laughs> I think that's how Satanism works. Also, there's more drugs or sex. I'm not sure. I always, I, I mean, I've been kind of, I'm old now. I'm 46. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm feeling older. It's weird. But sometimes I go to parties, and... Um, I feel so pretty because boys still offer me cocaine. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, oh, I still got it. I'm like, I don't do cocaine. Where's the ketamine? Like, is anybody? <laughs> I'm too old to do cocaine, but ketamine, I can still do that. Has everybody voted? Are you? Do you need any more time? Are you all voted? Okay. Well, let's. Um. Um. J Dub. J Dubs, help me out. Will you press play on the sunk and then throw up the submixer? Hey, everybody, we're going to listen to a couple sunk songs. We're going to tally up the votes. Um, the, the two uh, band members of sunk have been two of our amazing judges. Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, and Jay Young Sun. And sunk is amazing. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you should give them money because they're an amazing uh, band. And we're going to play them right now, and we're going to tally the votes, and we'll let you know who wins. Yay! Thanks for hanging out at Mutiny Radio. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Hooray! Yay!